You are now listening to a new episode of Cocktails and Convos with Nick, brought to you by Nine Lives Entertainment. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and share this podcast, and also check out our website, ninelives.com, linked in the description box below. Now grab a drink and take a seat. Cocktails and Convos starts now. so much for tuning in to another episode of cocktails and convos i am your host nick um oh my god i'm so excited to be back on the mic i was only supposed to be gone about three weeks to four three to four weeks and um it ended up being shit what three months yeah so uh i think the last episode was like i don't know maybe one of the last days of February or something like that. Man, it's so crazy. Um, what ended up happening, of course, was, uh, you know, Miss Rona just, you know, she came to play. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's that. But um, anyway, I'm back. So um, back in and hopefully better than ever. For y'all i'm really excited about the direction of the podcast um i know some of y'all are so sick of me disappearing and coming back and whatnot but i'm a perfectionist and when things just don't feel right um i just can't i can't i can no longer do them things just have to be right they don't still have to be perfect i mean nothing's perfect but they have to feel right um so before we get into anything, I just want to um, put out there what this podcast was and is about um, and what we'll be doing kind of moving forward. So I put out a little trailer for you guys um, last week, um, but I don't, you know, some of you may not have listened. Some of you, this may be your first time listening to me. So welcome. Um but this podcast is basically we're going to talk about everything from, you know, life, love, uh, politics, pop culture, and, you know, some celebrity gossip mess, all of that. <laughs> but um, it is going to be all, you know, from the lens of a black man in America. I think that we have a, a different perspective um, on a lot of things. Um, and. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Um, however, the second half of the show will consist of a guest. Um, I'll be speaking to one of the many dope black men in my life. Some I, maybe I'll be meeting for the first time. Who knows? Um, and I will be having a one-on-one conversation with them about a particular topic. Um, specifically, a topic that resonates with them and that they are sort of an expert on so for example i plan to have someone um who is a uh he owns a makeup brand and so the 
the conversation will be about what it's like being a black man in the beauty business the beauty industry um i'll have someone who is an educator we'll be talking about what it's like being an educator as a black man in america and so on and so forth so the theme will always be what it's like being a you know xyz as a black man in america um because again i think we just have a a very unique perspective um of everything really you know we're just a, a interesting species <laughs> um particularly in america so um the exception to that will be today today will just be a solo episode because i just felt like i needed to kind of catch up with you guys and talk about some different things um yeah so that's it that's how the show's gonna work it's just you know two segments you know uh the first segment will you know be more about uh kind of like pop culture stuff and you know maybe just stuff going on in my personal life and then the second half will be a conversation about whatever topic that we're having um i just decided you know to just you know use use the kiss method keep it simple stupid um i just you know i feel like i tried to everything was just kind of overproduced i was trying to come up with all these clever segment titles and and do all this stuff and it's just the Virgo in me <laughs> trying to, you know, act like I have a radio show. But, you know, we put it out there in the atmosphere. So, you know, but I decided, you know, it's just easy to keep things simple. Um, and we just have to do all of that. So um, the name of this episode is just going to be called Juneteenth uh, for two reasons. One is because you are going to be the episode will be premiering on Juneteenth. And um secondly it just it means so much to the conversation i think that we're gonna have today um so it's interesting that oh first you know what let me go back let me go back and tell you what i've been up to i'm sorry before we even get into all of that um because let me think so i was talking to you guys the end of february and if I'm not mistaken, I was getting ready to have my first event. Um, I have an event company kind of doing the whole club promoter thing where I do LGBT events, uh, specifically for LGBT people of color. Um, it's called Boys Club Events. And um, I was getting ready to have my first event. And I had that March 1st. It was a Sunday day party. Um, it actually turned out very well. It was enough people to there to where it wasn't dead <laughs> and enough people missed it to be excited about catching the next one um but unfortunately um the world shut down literally two weeks later um so everything's just kind of been on pause with that but um other than that i really is this time has allowed me to um, really work on everything and just kind of put everything together. I now have a new website. Um, the name of my company is Nine Lives. And um, for those of you who don't remember or it's your first time listening, um, Nine Lives represents um, basically nine is my lucky number because i was born 9 19 of 1989 um but also nine lives to me represents you know 
always reinventing yourself and having creativity and and being progressive and so um i thought it was a dope name for a company and so that is the name of my company nine lives entertainment and it the way it's written out it's the number nine i-n-e l-i-v-e-z you know i had to be urban and whatnot and be extra but um I have a website now. You can go to ninelives.com, which I'll put in the description box of this podcast. Um, and I basically have a home for all of my, my projects. Um, I'll have, I have a section on their page, you know, for my event company. This podcast will be available as well on another. And, um, I actually just released um, kind of some merchandise slash, you know, streetwear. Um, basically, when I had the logo done to my for my company, um, I put it on a hoodie and I kind of looked at the hoodie and I'm like, damn, this would be fly just like on clothes minus the word entertainment. So I went back to the um, the young lady that does my graphics. Shout out to Aaliyah Frazier, by the way, out of Ohio. And um, she, um, I had her, you know, kind of reconfigure the logo. And here we are. And so I think that the Nine Lives brand represents um, five things. And that's resilience, perseverance, hustle, power, and survival. And I think that's now more important than ever. And so that's what Nine Lives represents, and that's who I'm targeting, the people that are just out here, you know, navigating this jungle that we call life and, and, and you know, doing it, striving towards those, those five uh, factors. So um, it's just called Nine Lives, and so I have that available on my website as well. So I'm very, very excited. And so all my future stuff, I'll be able to have one place. Um, I was just running into the issue where I just had 5,000 Instagram accounts. And I was just trying to figure out, like, I'm like, I need a place to put everything together. So I finally bit the bullet and had had that taken care of. It's a work in progress. It, it You probably will see more changes to that later um, because I actually did the website myself. Uh, shout out to Wix. Wix, uh I know you guys have seen commercials or advertisements or whatever. Like, it, they actually really have a good setup to teach you how to, you know, put together your own website. I just didn't really want to pay anybody right now. Um, and so I think I did a pretty good job. The desktop version really is 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 where it's at. But uh, we getting the mobile together. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, so again, everything is is at ninelives.com. And um, that just made me feel good. It makes me feel nice and legit, you know, because I own my uh, domain name and, you know, all of that. And my company is legally registered and all that. But I just, I don't know, it just, it gave me an extra boost of of confidence, I guess. So, um, I've, you know, been working from home and that's really all I've been up to, just really trying to find that balance and, and just plan. You know, I decided, like, I'm not going to throw this whole year away. Like, you know, we kind of joke and say, um, I decided, you know what? I'm going to work hard as I work as hard as I can and, you know, just have my gun loaded. And 
when it's time to to get back to business um to our our new normal i will you know i'm coming out guns blazing so that's what it is um but yeah so going back to you know the name of this episode like i said juneteenth um obviously juneteenth is um represents um quite a bit you know for black people um it should you know represent a lot to everybody but that's all that's we'll get there um but for those of you who don't know you know juneteenth is is like an unofficial american holiday which we need to make that happen too um but it's celebrated every year on june 19th and it's it's basically celebrating um you know the end of, of, of slavery basically and so there is it's like a freedom or independence day for for black people in this country and this year it just kind of as, as the kids say it just hit different because everything that's going on right now and so when i was thinking of juneteenth i was thinking you know the word freedom is the word that kind of came to mind and it's it's so interesting because we've come so far but yet we we still have so much we still have just so much to do and i started thinking about how my life right now is just like split down the middle um there is a lot of freedom that i have for many things which i'll get to and then there's some things that i still feel just very like in bondage about and um so I wanted to talk about, you know, those different things. And that's basically what this episode is, is, is about. So we can just get, get right into it. I mean, why not? So when I was thinking about freedom, I was thinking about how there's so many different freedoms in my life right now and um that have happened over the course of this pandemic and it's just funny you know because i know everything happens for a reason and um yeah there, there's just been <laughs> a few things that have that have set me free so um the first one actually is about um sexuality so for those of you of course who know me you know that i'm a gay black man uh for those of you who don't you know surprise and um (laughs) that has never really been a um an issue for me as far as um accepting that or you know it's that was never really like a struggle per se and I know that has that has been for for many people but it just it never was for me um and so I had the the luxury of having the support of my mother who actually approached me at I think it was 21 um to let me know that you know that she knew and that it was okay and she has my back and all of that and um 
actually even my father recently um i didn't really have a relationship with him growing up and you know as an adult we've we've you know have come to a a a pretty decent space and um my birthday this past september i turned 30 and um he was randomly asking me some questions after he told me happy birthday about like you know children and that sort of thing and i just thought you know what i'm gonna just put it out there and i did and um he i was very pleased with his response i was i was actually very pleased with his response it was just one of those kind of like oh i didn't know but you know you're my son i love you that kind of thing you know he used the phrase of like oh i'm not really the biggest fan of that but you know it doesn't matter da, 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 whatever whatever and i thought it was I, I i was actually pleased with the with the response i really was um on the flip side <laughs> um the closest family member to me um is not so accepting and that is actually my grandmother so this stems back to um when i was actually 16 and she was actually the first person to ever uh confront me about it and just a funny quick a quick funny story what happened was so i've been on the computer uh, using a computer since literally i was five years old um and this happened uh when i was about 16 I this is before I knew about deleting your <laughs> your web history, like your browsing history. And so anyway, my grandmother was actually in the home office um installing a new printer. So she was in the control panel. And I know to this day she was not looking for anything. She was that's literally what she was doing. And this information just kind of fell in her lap. And um I'm sure if you ask her, she'd tell you the Holy Ghost. But anyway, um, <laughs> shade. But anyway, um, she ended up calling me into the, the room and was like, what is this? And she turned the computer around. And it was all this this long list of, <laughs> of like porn sites, right? And I remember in that moment literally feeling like I was going to die. Like I, I just I, I can't even describe it. And um, she's actually a very calm person. So she was just kind of like, you know, she just immediately kind of went into like, you know, I'm not a, a, a accepting of this and and um, that sort of thing. Now, what I found to be interesting, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate, that how black people in general, I feel they they use this more than other uh, ethnicities, but somehow always correlate um sexuality with gender identity and so what was said to me was like something like you know i only have x amount of uh granddaughters and you're not one of them that kind of thing and i remember thinking like okay why well, don't i don't want to be a woman though but uh, okay <laughs> And I just realized how that's such a correlation in the black community um, when it comes to that. So, um, and, uh, you know, my grandmother's a religious woman. So 
kind of the out you know all the phrase that pays uh <laughs> were were used with me of you know love the the sinner but hate the sin and and, and I'm like why well, I, I I didn't feel any love in that moment you know and um it was also like um what's the other phrase that pays that they love to use child what was it oh you know the words uh confusion and perversion were thrown out and I remember leaving that conversation feel, feeling like wow you just called me a confused pervert that wants to be a woman <laughs> and, and as funny as that is now that that really you know can be damaging to someone that is young and still in their their formative years or whatever so that was that was an experience but um anyway so that was never discussed again um at that point i was 16 until recently so during the quarantine um we were talking and you know doing some catching up and all of that and we were actually speaking about someone else in my family and they're they're kind of going through some stuff and and they're being kind of judged for it and um somehow the conversation went to um my sexuality and that you know um that I was forgiven by her for for that and I remember being like or, or what and I'm like well I don't I don't have anything to be forgiven for in that regard and she got a little angry and was just kind of like well yeah well yes you do and I'm like okay and she was just basically like you know because I know that and she didn't use the word gay she just said I know you like boys <laughs> which I thought was funny and I, and my response was like well that's well that's okay and her response was like well no it, it really isn't and I remember being like oh my god like we're about to have this moment like this like drag out you know kind of moment and so I remember just being like, you know, well, that that's not changing. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to be respected. And the conversation basically came to an end because she basically was kind of like, well, of course, you know, I wouldn't never disrespect you and I love you and that sort of thing. And so it kind of turned to more of a positive place. And I thanked her for not um, mistreating me over the years because of that. And we kind of just ended it there. And that was that. And we kept talking about something else. And But I remember the feeling that I had of like, whoa, like, like, okay, Nick, you, you are free. Like, you are free, free. That was like the last little bit of of bondage I think I had with that. Um, and for it to be so quick and simple and just, you know, it just wasn't a big thing um and in the moment I just felt a certain type of weight just kind of just just go away just disintegrate and I'm like wow um and it just changed my life I'm just like wow you are really free like you 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 know I wasn't 
ducking and diving and, and living some like DL lifestyle or anything, but it just, you know, I just, I, I'm a very private person by nature. So that was definitely one of those things that was just very, you know, kind of don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. And it, it was just very interesting how that took place. Um, so I was very, very happy about that. Um, and that was just a big, a big freedom in my life. Um, because it had become an issue in, in other, other parts of my life, you know, especially romantically, because, um, with us being that close, when I'm dating someone, they obviously know that, that, that that's the closest family member that I have. And they're always wanting to like meet and, you know, come the holidays and, and that sort of thing. And I'm like, no, and the reason for that is because I'm like, I'm just not going to have you somewhere where you're not wanted. You know, I'm tolerated. So I don't want you to have to go through, you know, anything crazy. And um, it has been a real issue with with people with me in the past. And so, um, yeah, so that that was interesting. But what the the sad reality is, I, I'm, I was right you know, I was right. That still was going to stand uh, moving forward because I got exactly the confirmation that I needed. You know, and I'm I'm cool. I really am. Um, but, yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, I was more happy about the, the freedom aspect of it than I was about whatever the harsh reality was. I, I really, that's just how I, how I feel about it. So making a, a actually it's a perfect segue for that talking about um you know how it was a problem in relationships another freedom that that took place during this this quarantine that happened um since the last time I was on the mic is that I am currently single and um I was with someone for a year and 8 months um longest relationship I've ever been in don't judge <laughs> um, I never quite make it to the to the two year. I've never made it to past a year, so I was very excited about that. I'm proud. I'm still proud of that. Um, I won't go into major details about why we broke up because, um, one out of respect for him, um, because they're still very much respect and love there and we actually are our friends and um i will say no one did anybody wrong it wasn't something like why well, i betrayed him or he betrayed me or anything um i could feel myself drifting and and i just felt like we were moving in two different directions and i take that back we had the same goals in mind with our lives individually I think it's just that we were on two different routes getting there and I needed to stay on my route I, I, I didn't want to have to compromise what my route is and I just needed I needed to, to, to get out of that and the original plan was not for me to actually get out of it, but I was having an open and honest conversation about, 
you know, I just I needed to take where we were one day at a time. I just felt like we weren't in a good place. And it was more so I wasn't in a good place with us. Um, and uh, I'm trying to choose my words, child, because I know he's probably going to listen to this. So he is the one. <laughs> he's somebody that I think he needs it all figured out and he needs it all kind of wrapped up a bow on top in a box and he needs it to be clean he needs everything to be kind of clean and I think he needed a for sure commitment that no matter what we were going to stick it out and I just wasn't going to tell that lie because that wasn't where I was and so you know, I left it to him. I'm like, you know, so based off of that information, you just kind of have to make the decision that you think is best. And so ultimately he decided that, you know, it would be best that we part ways. And so we did that. And um, that was in April. And so we we didn't speak for um, probably a, a month. And then we ended up speaking. And, you know, I suggested that we... Um, you know, just kind of start over as friends and, and, and date and maybe, you know, see where that leads us because this was the first relationship I had that I rushed into. And so he initially agreed and, and then I, I said, well, you know, it's not that I want to go and deal with other people necessarily, but I don't want us to be exclusive. I really need to keep this light right now if we're going to do that. And um, that kind of threw a wrench in the plan for him. And so he had ultimately decided, like, I don't want to do that. So then we were done as even friends. And that made me sad. And I just thought, wow, like, okay. But, you know, I get it. Everybody doesn't want to be friends and, and, and do that, intertwine that and all of that. So then a couple of weeks later, I hear from him and he just had friendly text conversation and we just been kind of communicating ever since um you know we we might rekindle something down the line i don't know um but i will say that the space that i'm in right now i'm very free and it's the freedom that i needed i'm really i don't think i have the room on my plate for for everything right now for that because i i just have so much that I'm trying to work towards and I think I need to get to a certain spot before I can really tend to another relationship um but that was a big a big thing for me as well so I'm free in that regard um another freedom is I'm I'm free from <laughs> a conventional workspace um, uh, I have been working from home. I work for an, a health insurance company. I've been working from home literally since March 13th and, um, don't have a definite data when I'm going back. Um, and that has given me so much freedom because it has allowed me to be able to work on my personal goals and still balancing, you know, my nine to five so I can pay my bills so it's been the biggest blessing for me and it's just it 
it calls it's causing a lot of freedom for me in in that regard um lastly the the last piece of, of freedom that i've been having is um being on the road to financial freedom um about a month before the pandemic happened i got really thrown into trying to fix my finances like i just kept like i just became obsessed like um with the financial advisor Susie orman who i've always liked but um i just really like went hard i started listening to her um audio books and watching all these interviews and she used to have a show uh, some years ago and um I, used, I was pulling those up on youtube and i was just like really obsessed with trying to repair my credit and and start a savings and all that and i i was i became like really obsessive and i couldn't figure out like okay why am i trying to make this this change happen so quickly and right now when it took me you know my whole adult life to screw it up why am i so um like obsessed with trying to fix it and literally 30 days within into me doing all of this the pandemic struck and i'm like oh my god that's why (laughs) because everyone started losing their jobs and i just remember thinking like oh my god like if i lose my job like i'm being a mess and you know and then thankfully the the um i didn't lose my job so i've been able to you know continue being paid and work and um also i the stimulus check came through so and i didn't really need it but i was so glad because it helped me start my savings um because literally like I, i make pretty decent money you know for someone that's single don't have any kids you know that whole thing um not a lot of expenses and um I was always broke, like always broke. And I've just never been a saver. So it's just nice to, to have, to kind of get a head start on, on savings and, and repairing my credit and my, my FICO is going up and, you know, all of that good stuff and getting out of some debt, which I'm not in a whole lot of debt, but you know, I was, I'm in a small amount of debt, but it was like very small but it was enough to jack up my credit score. <laughs> so I've just been able to get all of that kind of taken care of. Like I really am starting, I'm starting to see the results and I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I'm actually going to do a whole episode on finances down the line, but you know, cause I think it's very important, uh, particularly for black people because we, um, we we're so behind in that way and i've just been learning so much about you know when it comes to investing and and you know really using your personal credit as leverage um in the business world and you know for loans and this and i'm just realizing the wealthy don't they don't spend their own money to make money and that has been a real eye opener for me and so I'm really, really, really excited about that. And I'm the type of person I've always, once I get a piece of information and it works out for me, I want to tell everybody. So I I will have an episode down the line about finances and credit and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, so those have been all like the freedoms that I've had. So I just, I've, I've never been happier. Um, I've just, I've, I'm really in a good space in, in that regard in my personal life. And, um, 
which leads me now to kind of the areas in my life where I feel a bit bond uh, a bit of bondage and um yeah so let's let's get into that so of course we we all know that um there has been a lot going on in the news as regards to race in this country and um it's just been very disturbing like you know it's it's nothing new but i think right now it just struck a chord in 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 us and by us i mean black people in a way that it has not in in many years um you know and i think we just needed to we really need to see a change for real this time <laughs> So, of course, it start. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to be CNN, so I'm not getting real. We all know what's going on. It started with George Floyd in uh, Minnesota. And things just kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, I'm someone who, uh, I'm a very positive person. I'm very optimistic. I'm very, I, I don't do well with a lot of negativity. Um, so, for me, like, I'm not a big news watcher. Um I I'm kind of in and out with that. I read most of my news. Um for whatever reason I digest that better than watching it. I'm not sure why that is. It's something about hearing all the terrible things that go I don't know, it just does something to me. So I read most of my news and um I when the George Floyd situation happened, I literally I as a black man, you have to understand that we, some of us have become so numb to that, that it was just kind of like, wow, that's really sad, you know, yet another one. And honestly, just kind of move about your day. And I, I would never have guessed that this particular one would have sparked the, the uprising that it has. And, um, so the the riots began and now mind you just a few weeks prior uh a a man who actually i believe the story made national news as well was gunned down by police officers right here in my city of indianapolis and um the situations were different but but still he did not deserve to be shot and killed um what was just so interesting to me is that when the riots started, I was like, whoa, like I instantly was just like, is this like really happening? This is what I, you know, this is what we read about growing up. And so it was, you know, I'm 30 years old, so I'm just like, okay, I don't even, I never thought that this would even happen in my lifetime. You know, I, that felt like history. And so, you know, and I know everyone says, you know, history always repeats itself, but I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this is really happening. Like, I feel like I'm in the middle of, like, you know, civil rights right now. It's so crazy to me. And um, I had mixed feelings about rioting um, because, again, I'm a, I'm a positive person. I'm an optimistic person. I'm a peaceful person. So the protesting, that was one thing which I thought was great. Um, 
But when the riots started, I was a little uneasy about that because I'm just like, okay, what what's going on? Why are we tearing up stuff? You know, and I I understand that it it gets the attention of everyone and and it can uh, cause change. Um, I think initially I just felt like in 2020 we somehow should have a better way. Um, I didn't have the answer to what the better way was, but I, it just felt like we had a, a, a better way. So I initially, and then when the looting started, that's when it just turned negative for me. And I was like, okay, like, what are we doing? Like, th- this is now we, we're just clowning. And I was one of those people that people kind of are, are bashing. The first time I ever spoke on anything in that time period was me um, talking about looters. And it brought people the wrong way because it brought up, you know, or, you know, people feel like, well, if you're not speaking on the police brutality and racism in this country, why are you speaking on looting? And I see that the the side of that argument, I really do. Um, but I just chose to to speak on what I wanted to speak on, and I was I was bothered by that. And the reason I was bothered by that was because I just felt like we're acting just like they expect us to act, which is like animals, and be destructive and. And that sort of thing. So I just felt like, is there just a better way to do this? Because going in and breaking all these windows and, and you know, so on and so forth and all that, I'm just like and setting fire to stuff. It just, I was kind of like, what is that going to solve? You know, that's just how I felt in the beginning. I'm like, I, I don't understand what that is. Only just causing more problems towards us. That's just that just has white people looking, saying like, mm, see, acting a fool per usual, you know. And I just I, it, I felt a way about it. Um, What. Also bothered me was. How everybody becomes an activist overnight like all these microwaved woke activists like some of you people that's woke need to uh, quote-unquote woke anyway like it's time for you to go to bed um everyone's not an activist and all of a sudden everyone became one um within days of of the riots and all that happening and you know now we're in a time this isn't the 50s and 60s so now it's the social media age and so everyone has an opinion and everyone's opinion is being seen everyone has a platform and it was just interesting seeing what you know a lot of people had to say and because a lot of it was just bandwagon stuff you know a lot of people were just repeating what they see in headlines and and you know all of that and I just feel like enough like enough really like have your own opinion whether it's good bad or indifferent like have your opinion and at least stand on that and um also what i don't appreciate is people um shaming you for what you choose to speak about in this matter 
um, you know, I had got a couple of like sneak this kind of posts from people when I talked about looting. And I remember reading posts about like, um, in all of this, the first thing you shouldn't be talking about is looting. You should be talking about, and, and I had to come back and say, you know, you don't get to determine the first thing that I choose to speak about, um, regarding any matter. I get to do that. Um, just like you get to do that for yourself. And I think we need to all kind of pump the brakes and have a little bit of compassion for people and their journey when it comes to activism and just being informed and 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 all of that because it's a journey. Some people I think were naturally uh born um kind of fighters and uprisers and able to, you know, fight for social change and all of that and and there are some that um don't care and will never care and some won't ever admit that but there are some that really could care less like this is not even that important to them um they just trying to go to the club right (laughs) um but and then there's some that just don't know they don't know enough to really have a big opinion about it you know and that's okay um but I think it's it's important for people to educate and help inform others rather than to shame them about what they choose to speak about and have an opinion on or shame them for their opinion. Because one thing that really bothers me is people who shut down other people, um, what their opinion is with another opinion. I'm like, you didn't shut anyone down with facts. You, you're, you're just bulldozing over them with your opinion. You're no different. And I think... Um, we just need to look at that and and really like I said just have some compassion and more love and all of that and even for lower people lord for white people you know the ones that are really for real about wanting to see change and equality um give them some time to to catch up and to be informed and to do the research because I am a believer that we're done educating. Like I don't have time for that. I'm not educating a white person about anything um, concerning race. Like I'm just not, I'm not in that space. And you know, I'm like, you know, you better try to get on the world wide web and make it happen. Captain. Cause I, I just don't, I don't feel like it. I don't have the energy for that um, because they figure out everything else they want to know. But anyway, um, yeah so i'm just not i'm not in that space but you need to give people time to catch up and to and to really um immerse themselves in that information and to be able to make changes um you know one small change that i've seen that has been very interesting it's never happened in my life before even when there's been other cases of of black men being uh, wrongfully killed by police officers and things like that. I've been in several places like Walgreens and the grocery store and or literally walking down the street and there's been white people that have stopped me, at least three people so far, and just been like, Hey, I just want to let you know that um you matter to me. And and that's a big deal to me because, you know, nobody was doing that before. And I just think it's nice that there are some people white people that are are standing up and really want to see a change i know here in indianapolis the protests have been great it's been a lot of white people who have who have showed up and um 
I'm I'm very proud of that. I'm I'm happy to see um some real change and I, I truly think that we there will never be an end to racism because I think that's more of a a feeling and, and all of that, but when it comes to systematic racism and and equality, I think we are going to see the the end of of that. Um, I really do. Um, in my lifetime. I really do. I think uh, there is going to be a, a a a time where no one will be able to get away with it. You know what I mean? It's still going to exist, but it's no one's going to be able to get away with it. Companies, um, you know, all of that. You know, schools, whatever, your job, all of that. Because we've all been, as black people, we've all been, you know at the mercy of something or somebody or corporation something you know that was racist and um it's it's been an interesting thing for me even my journey with race and with white people because <laughs> um you know i am a firm believer of of <laughs> what the comedian and actress amanda seal says that there's there's white people and then there's people that happen to be white and you know, people that happen to be white are people that are here for um, equality and, you know, justice for, you know, black and brown people and and don't believe that they are superior and and all that. But recognize that they have a privilege because they're white and want to do something about it to even the playing field. Those are people that happen to be white. And then you have white people who are totally oblivious. They feel like, oh, we all have a fair shot. You know, quit your whining, all lives matter ass type people. You know, so um, I have a very checkered past with white people. And it's been kind of coming up lately, a lot of memories that I've had because, you know, when I was growing up, um, I was very accepted by white people and I preferred them at one point in my life. Um, particularly because the, the black kids that I happened to grow up around were not the nicest. Um, now I had, I've always had my closest friends have always been black. I've always had kind of like that, those anchors, but, um, outside of that, you know, I, I kept a pretty, uh, you know, pasty white kind of lineup going on in school. And I, I, I've always grown up in a predominantly white situation whether it was a school system or that sort of thing and when I was a teenager it was at its height because I, I moved into a neighborhood with my grandmother I moved in with my grandmother who lived in a suburban neighborhood in a cul-de-sac and we were like one of four black families and two of those four families were interracial only the dad was black and um that but I was accepted and so I felt like okay you know I don't have an issue with race you know um and I understand when people when certain white people say I don't see color I never have that sort of thing I think particularly from young people they mean that in a pure way what they mean is that they just don't judge people by the color of their skin but by the content of their character I think as adults a lot of white people say that 
um, that's the problem that they don't see because they don't recognize diversity and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, so I always had a good rapport with white people. I still do. But when I became an adult, something just switched. Um, it was like as soon as I became 18, um, my blackness became very it was like a stamp on the forehead. Now, you know, I, I'm not passing for anything under any, you know, I, I look like a black person, all of that, but I, I, I didn't start being treated like one, <laughs> if that makes sense, until I became an adult. And it, it was just very shocking to me, you know, in the workplace and things like that, where I went from, you know, growing up with a bunch of white girls who, uh, you know, adored me in school to working with white women in the workplace and then being f- legit frightened of me. Uh, and that was very strange to me. And so I've kind of gone through that journey. And then I've dealt with some very racist kind of situations in the workplace with with white people and uh, particularly white women. And um it, you know, it just takes me back to the whole history, you know, where it's just like, wow, white women will, you know, they will put a black man, in, uh, as my mother said, in the trick bag in a minute. Um, and, you know, things are a little sketchy now. You know, I don't I don't adore them in the way that I did at one time. And it is interesting. I do think I just saw something on Facebook the other day. It was a, a little boy holding up a sign at one of the the protests, and it said, um, "At what age do I go from being cute to being a, a threat or something like that?" And I can completely relate with that because I, I just I felt like it happened, and I feel like it happened quickly. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. But I am I'm looking forward to the rest of this year um rolling out and just seeing what is going to take place and and to really get involved i really have been kind of not involved um and for a couple of reasons one i want to make sure i have all my my information together and and how i feel i'm not a bandwagon person so i'm not just going to show up to your whatever because you told told me that i should or I'm not going to say that I feel this way because that's what everybody else is saying. I needed to, you know, gather my information. And two, um, I am not in like a high level position or anything at my job. But I, I just was a bit nervous about social media and and that sort of thing and, and jeopardizing um, my livelihood based on racial conversation um i had already had a situation a couple of months back at the job that i'm currently at about uh my facebook profile being watched and so i just felt like okay i don't want to like start talking race and then it becomes like a a thing you know um i just i don't want to go through that you know and then i got to try to sue a company about i just don't feel like all of that (laughs) Um, so, you know, I've been a bit cautious about that, but, um, this summer I really want to be involved and I, I I would, 
I, I just I'm excited about what's happening. And I, I just think that we're going to see more love and compassion in this country towards black people. And I was telling my grandmother the other day, I'm very excited about for whatever this holiday season. I feel like this holiday season is going to be very special. I feel like I'm going to feel like a kid again. Like I feel like people are just going to be so happy and just so full of love and compassion and kindness and all that because listen between all the racial tension and corona i just feel like this has been a very crazy year and i just feel like some of the air is starting to kind of being let out of the balloon now and so i just think by thanksgiving time we're just going to be happy and and you know ready to join together and 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 fellowship and all of that and so again me just being positive and and optimistic i just i'm looking forward to that i just feel like it's going to be more giving um and i'm hoping that I'm, i'm trying to plan something now that i can get involved to give back and and all of that uh um but yeah i'm really excited i'm really excited to see where the rest of this year takes us um and I'm more importantly, I'm happy happy to be back on on the mic and speaking with you guys. And I I hope that you guys just go on this journey with me. I have so many things that I I'm I'm working on. I'm I'm watering a few seeds, but I'm really happy about them. And um, I'm just glad for those of you that continue to support. You really don't have to do that. And I'm just so glad that some of you stay on top of me all the time about what I'm doing and and where I've been and and all of that. Um so I'm I'm very grateful for that. And um on that note, I think I'm going to to call it a day. Um tune in next week and I I'll be having my first guest on and um yeah, as I said, you guys can check me out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nine Lives. That'll be in the description box as well, because of course the way I spell it all out is complicated. And you also guys can uh, see what I'm up to by going to my website ninelives.com. And uh, thank you so much for for tuning in to Cocktails and Convos with Nick. And until next time, cheers.